Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont. All the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I'm not sure that that first part was captured. Hello and welcome to Side Dish. I'm Eric Ozumpa. I'm Brady Steffel. Hey Brady, how is, how's it going? You know, I have to tell you that the weather is just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it's nice. Dry, but nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could use well, a little... on, on that hot take, what else you got? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now I'm just I'm just so surprised. I mean, last year we had this enormous oh, yeah. freeze in September. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, you know, no, I, I I mean I'm joking a little bit because you went just a, a little bit dead air there, but um yeah. it was no, it's been really nice. Uh, like disquietingly nice for, for fall. Yeah. I've I've yeah. lived here since 13 and I've never seen a fall that's been like this just i i mean it's been like a really nice sort of year it's just sort of tapered up and then it got hot but not as hot as it has and then it's tapering back down and it's like sort of just i mean we're probably well above where we're supposed to be for temperatures uh which is not a good sign but yeah you go outside it's comfortable so i'll take that small win even if overall the climates we're all just gonna burn to death i mean (laughs) Mr. You know. Modlin. Mr. Modlin. Hey, what have you been up to? We are uh we do apologize. We we're dropping this a little later than usual just yeah. because of of other things going on in our professional lives. So we just, you know, just, again, this is our hobby. So you know, yeah, just eating you know, hot dogs. Yeah, just eat, yeah. Eating hot dogs. And um, you know, Kelsey was gone this week, so it was just like fend fend for yourself. And I cook quite a bit. I mean, for people who don't know, I I spent years and years working in kitchens, running kitchens, working as whatever. And so I, I, I'm fine at cooking, but when I don't have anybody to cook for, it all goes right out the window. Uh, so I had hot dogs one night, and I can't remember the other night. And I had Chipotle another night. Oh, I had Five Guys, which is amazing. And then I had Chipotle, and I do not recommend they've got like a barbecue thing going on. Like a, they've got a special meat going on. It's like a beef brisket or something. Don't recommend. It's sort of incongruous. It doesn't, doesn't really jazz up. doesn't really jive. Was a juke, jive, jive, and whale, whatever. Doesn't all work together. That's all I'm saying. It's sort of a mishmashy. Um, it, it itself is not bad, but um, I went for the bowl because like yeah, you're you know, you're doing better than I would. I'm usually like if Sandy's away, it's like I crack up the Doritos, and pretty much that's about that all I do for dinner. So yeah, I'm actually you know, or I'm something good. like that, you know, or I'm eat a brick of like, tofu. So it's one of the extremes or the other. Brick so, of tofu. Yeah. All right, um, <laughs> that's it's. I mean, it's food. Yeah, I do all right until noon. I have like smoothies and oatmeal, and then I'm like, all right, time to eat 1,500 calories in, in eight yeah. minutes. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, that's all I've been doing. I had to get a new phone. Uh, Sprint and T-Mobile had a merger a while back, and uh, they said, hey, your old phone, which was nothing special at all, um, is not going to be the it's not going to be a thing that we we deal with anymore and it's like well thanks i didn't thanks really a lot, yeah. buy any phone. I'll, I'll say that after i tried out new phones it's like oh my phone is kind of a piece of junk um how long i didn't know ago, how long have you had that phone i don't know a few years i always okay. buy i was buying cheap stuff anyway and yeah. you know it's just like but you put the golden handcuffs on you know then you, you it's like then you're stuck you're just married to whatever that you like well i'm not going to go i'm not going to get anything worse than this now now i got so i just buy, buy, buy junk a lot so I just buy a lot of junk because you're like, well, if you don't know any better, you don't get comfortable. Then like, what's the matter? You just, ah, it's, I'm fine. It's, you know, whatever. Um, so whatever. Now I got a nice phone. I'm stuck to this for the rest of my life. I'll never go hey, back. Hey, uh, we are uh, good news to report in the Hosempa household though. We got, we got heat back. So just in time, hey, it was getting hey, a little hey. chilly there last Friday. Yeah. And so uh, the heater guy came out and did an exceptional job of installing the new 
whatever it was. You know, want to know the best thing in the world? You'll appreciate this. Yes. Tell me the, the best comes thing. Up, Here it is. This is the best thing in the no, world. It is. The guy comes upstairs he, after he's done installing this, this part. And he goes, I got some good news. And I'm just thinking to myself, mm. okay, what's the bad news? But no, it was just good news. He goes, hey, it was under warranty. Oh. And it's uh, free. That's, well, that is pretty good news. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's not like ending world hunger, but I mean, it's no, no, right no. I mean, for me personally, in my, in my house, it's a, it's a personal win. News. So personal there's wins. my lobbying effort for people register your stuff. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't go take the time to register their stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm probably meticulous about that. So, you know, just, there you go. Yes. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, Eric, no, Eric, cool. an Eric win, an Eric house. It was an Eric win. It was pretty amazing. So you know, it, uh, life is life is pretty good. The garden is kind of going to bed, but you know, I'll tell you a lot of. Uh, gosh, I did a walk today, and just a lot of flowers and plants still looking great around yeah. the neighborhood, around the whole city. It's pretty cool. Bumper so, bumper crops this year. Yeah, 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 it's all good. But hey, well, we probably should move on to Longmont stuff. Uh, so, um, I do want to mention, I've got a couple of things here. They're mostly event related, but I do have some other things I want to explore with you, but, um, the, uh, chamber restaurant week is kicking mm-hmm. off this Friday. So this is a great way for people to kind of taste out some new restaurants or some existing, you know, favorite restaurants. And it's, uh, a price point of $20 and 95 cents. I'm not really sure why it has to be $20 and 95 cents. Right. $49. And I think that's kind of like an all-inclusive thing. I don't think you're paying $20 for an entree and then 40 bucks. So see how conversant <laughs> I am in this great thing. But anyway, it's a great way for people to get a sense of like um, different restaurants around the community. Yeah. No, I mean, it's always been good. And it's one of those things that I wish I was able to really get into. Um, but I, you know, I don't eat very many places. I got too many dietary restrictions. I'm going, thanks for the great, you know, like, cause they do one-off stuff. They do things yeah. that are, they're easy and then for the bulk um and it's like can you can you make this without dairy and without glue it's like you know what <laughs> i worked in enough restaurants like oh we're gonna contort this it's a it's a cheesy pasta dish sir but we'll see what we can do uh here's some capers you know exactly here have some bowl, capers. Bowl along those li- capers you know along just- those lines i do want to tell you that there is something really cool so landline donuts reached out to us um, yep. jody from hey, uh, over at Landline Donuts, and mm-hmm. um, she was really grateful that we gave her a shout out. And um, socials were down, of course, this week. You know, Facebook. Oh yeah, I heard. Was gone forever, and um, you know, I hope everybody kind of got their sanity back. But um, aside from that, uh, they are aiming for a January open, but haven't started construction of the kitchen yet. So wish them luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do wish them luck, don't we? Um, Brady, so sorry we don't have gluten free donuts, but we're also doing soft serve and Dole Whip. That's D-O-L-E, Dole Whip, like Dole okay. Pineapple. So I'll have something for you. All right. Um, yeah. Well, to me, it's funny. I can't have dairy. And like one of the biggest allergen triggers, which I don't really eat much pineapple, but they're like the one that came up the highest for is me pineapple. Was, yeah. is pineapple. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Um, yeah. Which is funny. There's some in like certain barbecue sauces, but otherwise it's not one that I miss. So she so. says her heart hurt when you were talking about not being able to eat chicken strips. You know, he's okay, Jody. He really, he's, he's fine. Look, Look, He's fine. Jody, Let's not feel sorry for Brady. Everybody no, else does too. Please yeah. pity me. Um, <laughs> I've seen a lot. No, I just whatever. I'm fine. I'm fine. The thing is, I bought. Okay, I don't think I mentioned this. I bought a new fryer, like a fancier oh, wow. one, because I yeah. can't. Like I just can't go to restaurants to eat fried yeah. food. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, what I've said is like, like uh, chicken strips are um are uh, a tough one. And if anybody wants, I've got a decent chicken strip recipe. So. There's there's a couple tricks when it comes to making GF stuff. I've got something figured. I got a couple onion rings. I got onion rings. I got chicken strips. 
Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a couple of pretty so soon I, you'll have your own food truck, you know. GF yeah, you know Brady. Much of a pain in the butt. GF Brady. Yeah. GF food. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, absolutely torches fryer oil though. Um, it's really it's hard to. But anyway, uh, I'm doing okay on the on that front. I've been workshopping that one for a while. If you want the recipe sometime, whatever. Give me a give me. So a little, I, I have to explore little. this real quick. Does this sit on your counter? You know, because we had counter. Uh, this one so far does. Um, okay. It doesn't cool. sit plugged in, but yeah. our old one fit under the cupboard and our yeah. new one is too tall and we have weird cupboards because they're old and um the, the shelves it doesn't fit if i could fit it underneath i absolutely put it away so it's got a it's like a fancy thing it's got like a, a tank up top it's got a tank at the bottom and you like flip the switch and it goes through a filter and it filters the oil and then you can clean like all of the constituent parts can just go in the dishwasher it's actually wow, that's cool. pretty cool so it's how nice. so that kind of leads to my next question for you how like how easy it is to clean I just yeah. think of that oil and that whole thing. I mean, anything with oil is like pain in the butt. Oh, it's, so it's it's terrible. And I, yeah, like I have, <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, like frying right, Everyone house, go run out and buy one right now. Uh, you know. I, I'm not advocating you go buy one. I'm saying if you, like, if you can't, there's, there's ways, you know, if you can't eat fried food somewhere, um, by all means, go, go get your thing. But no, like having a fryer in your house is pretty terrible. Um, my dad used to have one in the garage, like you keep it in the garage because it would smell so bad. And I have a hood fan, which will suck all of the, the smoke and steam yeah. and junk out through the roof. So that's fine. And then now the, the, the problem with the old one is like the GF stuff comes off. The, the breading comes off quite a bit. And so you have to sort of overbread it and then whatever. And it it's just like there's a bunch of sediment that comes out and lands in the bottom. And it just like burns over and over again. Oh, when you run yeah. it. Unless you drain it, which you have to do by tip, like picking the entire appliance up and pouring it out somewhere, yeah. and which is just like... It's so disgusting. It gets everywhere. And, you know, something evaporates and it's, it's oil. It like makes it oil slick. And so it's, yeah, it's gross. So the new one, it's got like, it's like a, a thing. It traps it in the bottom. It's a plastic tub in the bottom with like a small hole. And then it, it traps it and you can just pour it back in. And it's got a filter in the bottom. It's it's pretty slick. Um, and then, like I said, all of the little pieces come out, like the entire chassis comes out, everything but the electronic, like the the unit that actually heats the oil, which submerges um, that can't be stuck in, but everything else can go to the dishwasher, dishwasher. So that's pretty good. So they're out there. It's a T foul, whatever. Um, I yeah, mean, it's that's cool. kind of expensive. You can buy a fryer for like 30 bucks and this is, yeah, but that actually sounds better. really pretty cool. It sounds very user friendly. So yeah. you're going to have to convert your truck though, to be vegetable diesel now. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, again, <laughs> I've got no interest in <laughs> opening a restaurant because I've seen the rate, the profit margins. I know how much you have to work because I've done it. And, uh, you know, I got another job. I don't need to like invest in a truck and get like full of fryer. <laughs> the thing is like, I'll make chicken strips cause they're, they're really good and we'll make them at home, whatever. And it's like, then I'm like, okay, I gotta take a shower again. You know, you make yeah, like yeah. enough chicken strips for two people. And like, well, I've, I've got to get back in the tub. That's just, it's so disgusting. It just throws, yeah, so even when yeah. you, if you're careful and you use the thing on the top and you close it, it's still really gross. So whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll have a guest eventually to talk about other stuff. I have something about Walmart. <laughs> Wait a second, real quickly. I want to give one yeah. more one more thing to Jody real quick. She says, oh, yeah. keep up the great work. I don't know what she's talking about there. I mean, that's totally crazy. Probably a, like, where your, your actual job, you do a good job yeah. of foundation. Exactly. This, <laughs> yeah, this train wreck else. here. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Keep up the great. That's debatable. Um, yeah. They are going to be selling donuts outside their shop on 1030 for the parade. 
Oh, so cool. people come on by. Um, she wants us to come on by and introduce ourselves too, because we are celebrities. But um, I would encourage oh, well. the general public to go on by too as well. So that's pretty cool. Right. I don't know. All right. <laughs> Do we want to be seen publicly? Endorsing? I don't think so. No, no. We try to keep a low profile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I see the guest is coming. If I see a Longmont restaurant tour plans, Tiki bar and former Outback building. Did we go over this one? No, go for it. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I think I saw this a couple of days ago. It's always confusing because like, all I get in my newsfeed from my phone, which like knows what I look at, is, is Longmont stuff. And so I forget when it shows up. Um, but Sean Gaffner is going to open a new restaurant in the former Outback Steakhouse location. I think we talked about how that closed a while ago. Um, yeah. Developers Dave uh, Chaknova, Chaknova and yep. Stephen Tebow paid $1.2 million for the wow. 6,000 square foot building. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Um, Gaffner um, founded Indie Restaurants, The Roof, Hefe's, Smoking Bulls. Um, and their scheduling for spring opening is uh, Swelo's Tiki Restaurant and Bar. Um, is Tiki a thing? You're more of a hipster than I am. Is that a thing? I, you know, I, geez. I, I mean, all I can think about wasn't is. Wasn't Tiki a thing after Like Don Ho in 1960s. Well, know? wasn't it a thing because after the war. Yes. World War II. Yes. Like yeah. the guys were stationed in the Pacific and they saw yeah. this. Like, and they came back and sort of come back and. And bastardized the culture and said we're gonna do this and i i thought it would have been one of those things that like current pc culture would scuttle just outright yeah. like that's yeah. that's derogatory and diminutive um i don't know uh, maybe it's not i don't know like, maybe I, it's coming back who knows so maybe yeah. it's done maybe more pc who knows well i could so, think yeah. too yeah it could be done more like correctly where they actually have like, yeah. just not stuff that's made up but yeah. i think like it's kind of this like got the theme music uh drinks and what but i could see where it's like gonna be kind of a neat deal because Everything's old becomes new again. Yeah. You know, like That's bell fair. bottoms came back and and I don't know what we've got style-wise. That's the, true. Mom, yeah. I think mom jeans are back. I think that's, that's what we <laughs> Pretty soon German I'm, German food will come back too, apparently. No, I'm not even I think like, honest <laughs> to God, mom jeans. I think that's the mom like, jeans are the thing. Yes. I think they are the thing now. It's like well, okay. you know, that's such a good segue right now. We are joined by Annie. Oh, geez. At, come Annie. on, man. We could do Annie, better than that. That's a great segue, actually, mom jeans, because she can comment on this. And I, we certainly are qualified to comment on this. Annie is a um longtime listener. Annie Larner. Is it Larner? Yeah. Okay. And Annie is a longtime listener for this, the podcast. And, you know, um, she said, you know, it'd be kind of cool if you had maybe a feminine uh, perspective on this podcast. So, yeah, well, she's not yeah. wrong. I mean, you know, exactly like two dudes just talking about stuff they don't really know. And at, especially guys, when we get into certain areas, we really don't know certain things. Yelling at clouds, talking about mom jeans. Here exactly. we go. Give us the skinny. <laughs> so, Annie, can you start out by giving us kind of a perspective on, you know, who you are? I know you've, You've um you went to my alma mater, which is CU, but can you tell everybody like you know who you are and what you do when you're not hanging out with two guys on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> sure. So yes, I grew up in Longmont and I went to all Longmont schools, graduated from Longmont High School like you, Eric, and ended up going to CU and stayed on in Boulder afterwards and worked in Boulder and then in Denver. And I met my husband while I was hanging out in Boulder afterwards and moving back to Longmont was never on my radar, but alas, I met my husband and we kind of liked the Boulder area. And eventually we started thinking about where we wanted to settle down. And of course my mom was still back in Longmont. My dad's in the area as well. And, um, we just started thinking about Longmont. And so we moved, we ended up moving back here kind of, kind of by accident, not completely, but 
I mean, it was the place that made the most sense when we thought about wanting to buy a house. And I was pregnant with my first son and, um, we ended up back in Longmont just a little bit by accident, but very happy to be here now. And, um, we live, we live here in Longmont. What else? What else do you what, want to know? What do you like about Longmont? I'm just curious. It's one of those people <laughs> who actually kind of left and came back. Like, you know, what, what kind of either not only drew you back, but what also did you do we really like about Longmont right now? Well, we were in Boulder and Boulder just didn't feel like a family town to raise a family in. I mean, it, it is, I'm certain, but I, I spent my college years and post-college years there and it just didn't feel like this family town. I didn't know Boulder that way. And when we wanted to find a family town, one was affordability, but also I liked that Longmont is this sort of complete square hometown where I think it represents a bigger swath of society and you have a lot of civic engagement, you have good schools, you have a little bit going on, not too much going on. It's bored enough for kids to get a little bit bored, but have enough going on for young people and young families to find something to do. Um, you know, we run a lot of our own utilities and there's just things about Longmont civically that I think are really nice. Um, kind of the perfect size. It, it was such a boring place to grow up. But when I started thinking about raising my own family, it made a lot of sense. And we have we so many more it. stoplights at this point. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more exactly. traffic. It's a, it's really surprising. You know, I but, think Brady, she called us squares too. She's yeah. Square. I'm going to let that yeah. dig stick. Yeah, no, it's exactly. Totally yeah. We're squares. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's more going on now than there was, but again, not too much more. We've just got a little bit more culture and still kind of that nice hometown. It, it feels mm. like a good balanced place to be. I, I always find it. Go ahead, Brady. I was going to say, I love the idea of accidentally moving somewhere. Just like, <laughs> ah, the wheel fell off the truck. It's a kindly old woman uh, allowed me to stay at her place overnight. And then like she dies and you find a note that says, whoever so finds this, I bequeath my, my estate to. And then you're just like, well, I guess yeah. this is it. We're here. Uh, I assume there's slightly more to it than that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So, as a young mom, what do you, you know, how, uh, you know, one of the things that Brady and I can't comment about really is, is the whole school thing, and you know what's going on in schools and how that's going. I'd just be curious to know, like, how are you navigating the whole pandemic thing, and how's that going, and. Oh man. Well, we, I have a first grader and this is our first year into the school system, um, officially. So we definitely avoided a lot of it last year when I think a lot of families cut their teeth on all of it and, and dealing with quarantines and protocols and the online stuff. So we're a little bit new to it, but I'll tell you what, we actually had our, our first grader come home this week for the first time due to some possible exposure stuff. So we actually had our first experience with it. And, I, I gotta say, I'm really impressed with how smooth it was. Again, we weren't involved with it last year. We just avoided it. We kind of just didn't do kindergarten and wanted to not be involved with online, but you know, he, he was sent, we knew it was going to happen. So he was sent home with his iPad. Every student is issued an iPad in the district and came home and they said, Oh, well, make sure you log on at this time at this time. And, and so we got home and, and he knew everything. He knew everything, how to, how to log on, how to do this and that and get on the thing. And he, he jumped on the iPad and, and there's his whole class and everyone says, hi, Dalton. And he says, hi. And they jump right into the lesson. And I think the para was like holding the phone, showing him the rest of the classroom. And he participated in the lesson. It was like, it was like he was there and it was so smooth. There were like no tech issues along the way. And he got his assignments, which were on the iPad right afterwards to follow up on, knew exactly what to do. Like 
it was impressive. Whoa, 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 time out. First grader (laughs) is navigating an iPad and getting on. It was stunning. It was so, it was actually an out of body experience for me because I'm normally that person like doing tech support for my parents or, or my husband's parents. And they always get so overwhelmed with how fast you move and you're doing this and that. And I was that parent in this moment this week. It was so weird. I understood the dizziness that you get when you're like having a kid move way faster than you on an iPad. It was crazy. Wow. I'm just, so they all get iPads now, right? Yeah. So like, every kid has When my iPad. kids were younger, it was like when they were in middle school and then high school, but it's like everybody now. No, every yeah. starting, he actually probably in preschool and, and that's more common with the public schools. Um, I think that some of the charter schools, which are public too, take a more classical education approach. So there is a little bit more technology and it also depends school to school. The school he's at is more STEM focused. And I think they do a little bit more of that. It might depend on the teacher, but it, it kind of depends on where you go. And I, I was a little ho-hum about it. And it's been kind of hard for me to get used to all that tech stuff because we don't do a lot of devices at home and a lot of tech exposure. But when we had this experience this week, I'm almost changing my tune like as of 48 hours ago because it was so seamless for him to come home and have to do remote learning. You know, he would have just before this year and what we've gone through, he would have just been out and not learning at all. And so at least he's participating and staying connected to his class. So there is that advantage. It's really cool. You know, I I think she's putting us to shame as far as how she looks to Brady. I mean, we're going to have to step up our game on like appearance because we're usually slobs. We're slobs, you know, and she's she's looking much more stylish. 90% of the time it's you and me. And it's not, it's not out to the world. Like I got like I frame, like I frame my shots and stuff. Look, I got like, oh, my instruments. I can do my, this is, I tell you. Half the time, all I see is Eric's forehead as he's trying to like. It is true. Look for links. He's That's got his, right. you know, he's That's right. right up in it. That talking about true. people moving through. We got to send Eric back to some. We'll Stanley have to Academy. video this so everybody can understand what we're talking well, about. Brady, you have quite the guitar collection behind you. I mean, I, I do. This is. Are you? Are you suggesting? I mean, would you like to do a little number for us? I uh, see the hollow body behind you. I mean, I, I only recently re-engaged with them, so I don't have my calluses back yet. But um, <laughs> no, I, I I spent a good amount of my 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 younger years, and I mean, even out here, I took some lessons for a while, <clears throat> um, and I played. Um, but yeah, I have a number over there. There's another one on this other wall you can't see, and then oh my goodness, I mean, that's a lot of guitars for just re-engaging. We we want some stairway. Let's go. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. He's you know he's got all the repertoire. <laughs> you know, like the young romantic guy in college probably like a lot of eagles in his back cover oh yeah you know list uh, and clapped in and some other stuff yeah <laughs> yeah Desperate. Hey, um, <laughs> annie getting back let's see your expertise is in marketing which is pretty cool so um you know as, aside from us having uh side dish stickers at miko now the official cheese cracker sponsor or of the Spot, sponsor, <laughs> it's the official. Usually, it's the official cheese cracker. Just because the they gave yeah. you a couple crackers, doesn't yeah. be like, come on, man. Sponsor, give me crackers. Meanwhile, I half is celiac. What would you do? What do you think we should do to like get the word out a little bit more? I'm just curious. Hmm. Well, um, I think that a better social media presence is probably warranted and we could talk about some of that, but (laughs) some good storytelling about you guys might be some, you know, some some host storytelling, some personal stories. I'm, I'm looking to get some of, we're looking at you, Eric, (laughs) get some nice, fun stories, some 
things that we don't know yet about you and share those. Uh, yeah, we so we've heard all about Eric's sidling. That's what we've gotten. We've gotten into sidling. We know that he's got a cat that occasionally tries to get out the window, which is behind him in the basement there. Which yeah, I mean, lives. we need some cat features. We need some garden features. We want to know go. what the garden looks like. Yeah. Yeah. That. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Eric, yeah. for for the record, Eric's got um like little, you got the little, little, little uh, bee things, like whatever they, what are those things? Little, the little nooks where the bugs can live and stuff. You make those oh, things a, like a native bug hotels box. or whatever. A native bee box. Yes. And a bug hotel. Yes. Yes, yeah, indeed. So Eric Scott, what's Eric a native Scott? bee box? I don't know what that is. Well, the okay, now I'm really going to nerd out here, but you know, a lot of domestic, a lot of people are like, oh, honeybees, honeybees, honeybees. Most of the honeybees are domesticated honeybees that are here. The biggest pollinators actually in Colorado are native bees. Those are the bumblebees, hmm. the weird colored bees you see all the time. Yeah, it's just all your pollinators. And so, right? yeah, and they're they're what's really cool about them? They don't sting. And they live solitarily, so they just try to find little holes and nooks and crannies, and you can make your own bee box. And it's really cool to watch them like make their nest. And that so, sort what of are thing. they doing in the box? They're just what they're doing is they're laying eggs, and then they um, those those little bees hatch, and then they wait until next spring to come out. They just like kind chill. Yeah, they're just chilling out, and then they come back. Birds, and, I think, yeah. And then they go around and pollinate a bunch of stuff. I mean, I love watching the bumblebees and whatever just hang out. And so, you know, the, I mean, I'm all good with the honeybees. That's awesome. It's great. But yeah. it's really cool to see these big bumblebees and different other bees hang out. Yeah, bumblebees yeah. are great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we, there's we my do nerd the out. Beehives, yeah. But yeah, we get a lot yeah. of native ones around too. And it probably ha- helps to plant certain plants too specific to these types of pollinators. I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Gardener, you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, pretty nerdy there. So, um, so what else, uh, can we do to improve the show aside from maybe having a, a, a female perspective, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. That wouldn't hurt. <clears throat> well, I mean, we already talked about Brady's guitar performances. There you go. That's important. That maybe we could put together a little intro number. You know what I mean? You, you asked, I think for, for people to submit their music, but I think we've almost got a full band here. Oh, yeah, I'll hit the vocals. Brady's got that wicking percussion. Can you play an egg, Eric? I can't play anything, so play it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I can play hearts, so cool. maybe poker, but that won't do any <laughs> sound. Yeah. yeah. No, it'll be cool. Um, what else haven't I asked you that I should be asking you? Um <laughs> why do you listen? No. <laughs> <laughs> I why mean I listen? if you if you ask that question like less <laughs> And there's a way to frame that. That's not awful. That's what I'm saying. It's like, so what? You're a long time listener, first time caller. Well, what do I you find so appealing I about the side district experience? People who are living in Longmont are like like living in Longmont, and there's a lot of people moving to Longmont very intentionally. And there's a lot of pride, I think, in this community and being part. Of, it's like a small enough size that you can play a role here that feels significant and meaningful. You can actually have meaningful c- civic involvement and kind of know what's going on. It's just kind of got that goods, but it's not so small that you know everyone. So it's this nice size, you know? And yeah. I think with a podcast like this, you you want to, it's just fun to hear what's going on without reading, you know, just your normal local newspaper that kind of feels like it's the same content all the time. And then there's, you know, just the interesting banter. I mean, my sister and I have been listening for a couple, we're faithful listeners every week, mostly because the interviews are super interesting and the information you get is interesting. You don't always hear it in other places. 
and then just for some nice meaningless banter with you guys. So it's true. It's usually down with made, our friends. It's usually Eric made Brady up information. Yeah, made up information. <laughs> you know, so it's good. But, but um, Annie, I I just really appreciate you coming on today and for having a great quality of audio that really helps us. So thank you so much. Thank you. And, I borrowed um, a Yeti from my friend here. Yeah, yeah it's I awesome. Think you it's got really us cool. both beat probably on this. Yeah, one. probably. <laughs> so it'll be good when Brady does a solo. So we will turn you loose, Annie. But we thank you so much for joining us today, and thanks so much for listening and being a part of the the podcast today yeah i'm excited awesome thanks for having me thanks yep take care all right that was annie larner she admits to actually listening to us for yeah a couple years which is right cool yeah Yeah, i mean cool (laughs) i love i was just like well some useful stuff Uh, today i was gonna try and spin spin. this is interesting um like a logbot officer responded on the 100 block of main street on the report that two people were spray painting a Honda in a parking lot. When the <laughs> officer arrived, yeah, right. The officer took off, at a, the, they took off at a high rate of speed. A man who had been standing near the car told the officer that the motorcycle at the scene was his. The motorcycle was confirmed to be stolen. Uh, and the man was taken into custody on suspicion of theft. So that was weird. Um, just yeah, like, just a that's little bit. We, yeah. That's what we spit as news. And I'm going like, wait, what? Like, <clears throat> That's a that's a daring, <laughs> like midday escape, like the broad daylight escapade to just be spray painting a car on 100 Main Street. Like, what are these kids doing? Like, what? There are two people, I guess, and it wasn't necessarily kids. I assume they were kids with the can of spray paint. But uh, what what were they? What's going on in Longmont? That just like two people are so emboldened that right on Main Street uh that there's a spray painting a, a honda that's not not a specific type just some g- generic honda could have been a lawnmower i guess um in a parking lot on main street so yeah i don't know welcome to longmont uh all the all the stuff you you want to know but very little that you need to know <laughs> oh, oh my gosh you never know you know you never, spray painting in a know. parking lot why not a car yeah absolutely you don't know yeah. No, no. Why not? Yeah. Um, I uh, heard from our friend, our friend Phil Greenwald, who said you talked Ow. about the um, they had sixty five citizens show up for their open house. Yeah, this is a while ago about the Kaufman project, and they considered a very good turnout. But all in all, it was very good and positive. And most who attended seemed to have a good understanding of the project. Um, if you don't have a good understanding of the project, um, there is a big yeah. Um, revamping of the Coffin Street corridor uh, pending, basically, where they're going to, I guess, repave. I don't think it's just restripe, but basically, then they're also restripe. I think they're going to remove some parking at a bus lane, potentially open it up uh, much further south, much further north for bus traffic, and they'll try to divert that off of Main Street. And I can't so, stress that enough. If you don't know about this, you really should check in on it because they actually did have one person who showed up who lived on the west side saying that he'd never heard of the project. So it was good to have those people involved so you got to yeah. make sure you're involved because it won't be a big surprise and then all of a sudden you'll be like what the heck um so they are going to continue for a one-way separated bikeways on each side of the street but up mm-hmm. at the sidewalk level i don't really know what that means but well there's the curb which steps up and probably yeah, they'll put the, the, the bikes up there one way separated I, bikeways I, yeah which i've said yeah. multiple times on this, this show that i think separated bikeways are that's the way to go yeah you want people to use it you i mean the greenway is amazing because you're you're there you're away from traffic i mean in addition to being like on a beautiful you know path through town yeah but it's dedicated to non-motorized travel so that's yeah that's part of it so the, i think that's awesome 
And they also plan to improve the conditions through the corridor as well as the landscaping. So I know a lot of people have expressed concerns mm-hmm. about, you know, trees and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it sounds like it was a very positive outcome. I also asked him just kind of on the side about how ninth was received. And I guess the TC line is lit up with a few people who think that they all should be fired um, right. but for the lane change. But overall, I have to say from my own experience, it's been really pretty cool. The thing that I can understand would be frustrating is if you're going West on ninth, like in the morning and yep. you know, Longmont high is, is about to ring their bell. You know, it can be pretty backed up on ninth yep. Avenue. Um, but it went really quick. It wasn't like, that, oh my god! If you don't know about that merge now, yeah, um, because it used to be uh, two lanes, basically from Main Street to Hover Street on Ninth. You could run the whole thing, two lanes, bam, 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 and then now it it merges down to one. Yeah. If you're if you're you know coming from Main Street and you're heading to the west, it's just all of a sudden it's like, well, that's it, one yeah. lane now, and you're like, whoa. Um, yeah. And that could be quite shocking if that, that new, once people get used to it, it'll be fine. But I have to say, since I live near ninth, I, I wonder if people are figuring <clears throat> out different ways to go around ninth, because I have noticed that it seems like the traffic has dwindled just a little bit. I'm not mm. really sure what to attribute that to. Only maybe people are saying, I'm not going to go down that way. I'll go down a different way. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see. I'm sitting but, outside in the morning a lot less. I, I could hear traffic up on Longs and, and ninth from my house because people rev so yeah. crazy up there yeah and so yeah. i i would be curious to hear that just to like be outside and listen to hear what traffic noise is like and i wonder what it'll do for for property values on on ninth street too because well, it's it's you know yeah. it's a nicer corridor to, to yeah. be by yeah. if it's one because you don't have people jockeying for position and, and going around and that type of stuff so well i can speak from busy. somewhat of a knowledge of like what happened in um on arapaho and boulder Mm-hmm. Arapaho was just crazy. And what they did is they cut off. You used to be able to go across from like Arapaho north over to Canyon. And you used to be able to go straight through these little cross streets. Well, mm-hmm. they made them all like roundabouts. Mm-hmm. So they 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 blocked them off basically. I can't get too technical here what they did, but you couldn't cut through those streets anymore. Also, they narrowed Arapaho and they slowed the speed way down. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine that it improved house values. Of course, I'm talking about Boulder. So this is many years ago, and I'm sure the house values <laughs> would have been fine anyway. But right. that being said, mm-hmm. it made it a lot, a lot calmer and quieter for people. So I get that too. And there was an adjustment with sunset in our town. Mm-hmm. Sunset was uh, you know, it was easy to speed through sunset. And from like my high school all the way down south in Longmont, you know, and it was easy to do. And now they put in those speed bumps. And yeah. it's kind of one of those streets that I kind of avoid unless I have to. Yeah, there. sunset's okay if you're if you're south of third. Yeah, you know if you're if you're there, but the rest of it, it's like, well, yeah. you got to be. That's got to be the most rec route. You got to kind of want. So want it's got to be good for some of those people to like not have so much traffic noise. So I get the inconvenience, but it's pretty cool. That yeah, I will say that the subreddit, the Longmont subreddit too, was um, <laughs> there was there were words exchanged, and um, I think somebody came out and said like, why did they ruin Ninth Street? And I think this was on the 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 uh, weekly complain thread and people are like, shut up. Like, yeah, it's fine. Like you don't need to have so many, you know, we don't need to all bow to the mighty car and all that stuff. It's we've got bike lanes now and, and traffic studies have shown that if you have one lane, but there's more turn lanes and that kind of stuff, it's actually better for traffic. The fact that you can't like to go crazy and pass somebody in, you know, the inside yeah. lane or whatever yeah. too bad. But ultimately I will say like when you, if you're turning, off of that and you need to use that middle lane to turn it doesn't feel quite so bad because oh. i would feel bad like just standing in the middle of traffic if i wanted yes. to take a left across i felt i felt bad every time i yeah i actually love the turn lane on on francis now 
So like if yeah. you're going west on ninth, you got a turn lane now. Before you'd be sitting in a two lane and you yep. know, I'd be sitting waiting to get rear-ended. What are you doing? Yeah. What yep. are you doing? Waiting exactly. to get rear-ended. Yeah. Uh we need to get close to wrapping up, but um, yep. I do want to talk about Dea Dea de los Muertos. Dea uh, de perfect. Dea. I tried, I tried to nail it there. Saturday, October 9th, and the Museum Swan Auditorium, the Longmont Museum, that is, would be featuring altars, ofrendas, which um, are built by the Longmont community, as well as a local artist, Maria Olvera. Um, and so people are encouraged to go by until November 7th and check out their celebration of Day of the Dead. It's it's a really cool celebration, a great cultural activity that we have in Longmont. And yeah. it's very long in history. It's been going on for, I want to say, more than a decade. So pretty cool. Yeah, and I'm looking at some of the photos. I had that up here too. Bright, cheery, colorful. I love I love the idea behind it where you go and celebrate, you know, your your lost loved ones as opposed to always being so so sad about it. Um, it's an yeah. opportunity to yeah. do that, but it's, yeah. it looks like a, a bright, colorful, like fun, vibrant experience to go do. So it's very means. cool. All righty, my friend, should we say goodbye? Yeah. It's just a, a word of the wise. You watch out for them crazy fools on main street, spray painting Hondas. <laughs> watch out. <laughs> Toyota <All right>. <laughs> I think it's you actually really. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thanks to Andy Epler for our intro music. Uh, I want to say thanks to Andy Lerner for joining us on the podcast, giving us a different perspective. Um, please find us wherever you download your pod content. Reach out to us at sidedishlongmont at gmail.com. As always, we thank you for listening, and we love this community. So uh, tell others about it, too, as well. Thanks, Brady. Thanks, Eric. Like, subscribe, etc. 